This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. So what is the state of opportunities in the corporate world for those in the LGBTQ plus community? Sarah Kate Ellis, president of GLAD, joins us with more on that. Sarah Kate, welcome. Thanks for a few moments today. Thanks for having me. Happy Pride. Thank you. And, and so what do you view as kind of the state of opportunity in, in the in the business world right now for for people in the in this community? I think there's a huge opportunity, and that's why there's a huge pressure on CEOs at this given moment. I think with this, um, with the way that our world is going, CEOs have more power than they've ever had with employees and consumers, and with that comes responsibility. Um, and so, what we've designed at Glad which I hope we'll talk about, is the playbook and the guidelines that we've crafted for CEOs and corporations when it comes to the LGBTQ community. Right. When you think about where we are as a country right now, there is obviously such a a, a push uh, around social issues, social topics uh, amongst businesses, and, and it really is a time where CEOs and leaders of company are being held to a much higher standard than maybe in decades past. A thousand percent. You know, Dan, I was in Davos last week at the World Economic Forum. It was the basis of every conversation I had for the four days that I was there with CEOs and business leaders and government leaders. And they all want to know, you know, here's what I'm really excited about. They're coming from it from the right place, which is they want to do good. They want to use their platforms and their positions to make the world a better place. They do feel like they don't know how to move. um, And that is very hard for them. And every day is a new issue that they're having to address as CEOs and leaders. Yeah. Well, and that's interesting you mentioned that. And and obviously being at Davos, you're on a a global perspective there. And I think at times we, we look at some of these issues in the scope of where we are here in the United States. But this is obviously something that is on the minds of companies and CEOs around the globe right now. Well, it absolutely is. And, you know, one of the driving factors behind that is the Gallup poll that came out recently found that over 20% of Gen Zers identify or are LGBT. Um, so we understand and CEOs understand this is a growing population in terms of being more more comfortable coming out as who they truly are. And that's a global, uh, that's happening globally. And so yeah. these are not only their employees, but their consumers as well. Yeah. You talked about uh, having a set of standards. Uh, take us through uh, what you've come up with and, and how you think it's, it'll be received. So I think, you know, this is actually in a response to the CEOs and the conversations I've been having of them wanting guidelines and needing help to help them frame how they move in this world. Um, So we've created a playbook for them in terms of corporate accountability that moves beyond just measuring what's inside of the company. So oftentimes you're looking at, you know, what are the health benefits? What are the marriage benefits? What are the, how are you dealing um, with employees to ensure a fair and equitable culture within your organization? This goes to how are you using your platform and your power 
outside of the organization and making sure that when you do market to the LGBTQ community, because you walk through any mall, you walk into any store during the month of June, what do you see? Something in a rainbow, right, that symbolizes Pride Month. What we want to make sure is that that's connected to the actual work that we're doing, because that you can't just market to a moment. You have to join our movement as a marginalized community. So we're helping them make that link. How are they donating to organizations? How are they using their political clout and economic resources to support our community, especially when we're under political attack over the past year? Um, And then where are they um, coming out in major ways where it matters most and they can have the biggest impact? So what you, I think what you're kind of alluding to is that while we're talking about a lot of this in the scope of the month of June, this is really, you know, this is an effort that is, uh, is you know, 24-7, 365 at this point. It's not really, you know, it, it, it shouldn't be contained to just one month. That's exactly right. Um, in order to do it right, you have to make prize 365 days a year. Um, And you need to make sure that you are supporting the community in ways that go beyond just materialistically um, marketing or merchandising against our community. Um, It's a very, very important part of the work that we do with corporates. What do you see then as still the the biggest hurdles out there right now? Um, I think. So I think one of the biggest hurdles is that there is this narrative that that and this political politicization of our community of LGBTQ people and where we were headed was really humanizing our community and folks were really understanding the the unsafe environment that this creates. So I think that um, what we need corporate help with especially at this moment in time, with over 200 anti-LGBTQ bills at the state legislation, um, legislative level, is for them to speak out. And I think where they've become shy on this is that um, politicians, a few, just a handful of politicians, have really politicized this. And we're talking about human rights, and we're talking about yeah. safety of a community. And I think when they look at it from that perspective, it makes it a lot less... Um, uh, lot fewer barriers to come and speak out right. because you're doing the right thing. Well, then, then that also plays into uh, something that we've talked about on this show in, in other parlance as well, is the impact that employees of a company have in terms of delivering the message to their leadership so that their leadership will get involved. That That relationship up and down kind of the corporate ladder becomes that much more important. Absolutely. And, you know, what I find now is we're seeing this employee activism, right? Like if, if companies are saying that they have these values and that's what they're pushing in their culture at the office, but then right. employees are seeing that they're not standing by these values in the outside world, they're calling them out. Um, and I think we're just going to continue to see that grow and grow with Gen Z because Gen Z feels very, very passionate that what you say, you you have to stand by what you say out in the real world and not just codify us uh, in the walls of the office. 
And this is a this is a pressing pressing issues for CEOs. And what we're finding at Glad is that when this goes down, when something starts to hit the mainstream news cycle, what's happening is the CEO's office is calling us and the employee group is calling us. And we're trying to help yeah. them both navigate this. And they're both resources to each other and should be talking to each other inside the inside the company. With, with, as you mentioned, younger generations having as much impact, then that would also, I would think, lead lead us to believe that there is going to be significant change as we continue to move down the road because of the fact that, you know, the, the, the younger generations of today will become the corporate leaders of tomorrow. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think we're, we're, we are in the middle of a big sea change um, and how corporate America... Um, has to manage itself. And I could hear it in Davos, honestly. I mean, every conversation, as I said, but it was that every day a CEO had to speak up on Roe v. Wade, make decisions about how they were participating with Russia. You know, every day was something new. Even while we were there, then it became about gun safety because of that horrible shooting in Texas. So at every and every day brings a new social issue that a CEO must respond to. And what's interesting in all of this is that there's a, there is a um, study that comes out annually by Edelman called the Trust Barometer. And a big reason that we're seeing this shift also is not only just because of Gen Z, but because yeah. what we're finding, and this report shows us, is that people, employees, trust their employers more than they trust the gov- government. Um, so there's a, a much bigger responsibility for CEOs um, to to have a position and a strong position yeah. on a lot of yeah. these human rights issues. Sarah Kate, great to have you with us. Thanks for a few moments. All the best. Thank you. Sarah Kate Ellis, president of GLAD. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.